getting fake married in a real church. Broad bit of everything. This is the Broad Bit of Everything podcast. You're on with Jess and my lovely guest, Kimberly Crossman. How are you this morning? Good. Thanks for having me. Tell the listeners a bit about yourself. Well, I'm an actress and a presenter. I tie a lot of my identity to what I do for a living, which I'm working on. But yes, I um, love comedy. I love performing. I'm an SPCA ambassador and a World Vision ambassador. I'm really passionate about helping animals and helping children in need. I own a tarantula. I'm a very, I'm a horrible cook. Not great at throwing and catching. (laughs) Yeah, I don't know. What was life like living in the U.S.? Uh, yeah, so I'm still pretty nomadic, obviously, with COVID. I'm, I'm back here working. But, um, yeah, so I spend most of most of my year in Los Angeles and Santa Monica pursuing acting over there. And it's great. I will say that I feel like my palate and my taste for America has changed somewhat in the last yeah. year. And perhaps some of that is due to my naivety of what the underbelly of America really was like. Um, and, you know... It's, it's hard to now know and understand some of the horrible things that uh, do exist in America and still have that same love for it. And in saying that in terms of like the work I do and the people I've made friends with and, and my community there, I do really love um, and I enjoy my time there. But yes, 2020 has definitely pulled some things into focus and hoping that there'll be a new administration come November. Yes. <laughs> Fingers crossed. (laughs) Yeah. How different was it working with a whole bunch of new people from what you've used to being working with in New Zealand? Yeah, actually, I really enjoy meeting new people. And um, I don't know, I think I'm kind of a a bit of a sucker and it probably is my people-pleasing nature, but I really like meeting a lot of new people and getting to know new people. I think that really excites me. I'm a curious conversationalist at the best of times. So I don't have a lot of social anxieties around meeting and working with new people. I think if anything, I get quite a kick out of it of excitement. But um, I do the first day of any job, no matter how long I've been doing this, I definitely get, you know, a sore tummy and I stress and just because I always, I'm an overachiever. So I want to do a good job, create that kind of nervous energy in myself on day one of any job. Because it was like very, like, of course, there's excitement, um, adrenaline, all those kinds of emotions that you have to deal with. And then you end up being rewarded by the amount of talent and inspiration that is around you. So yeah, it's very totally. much like a feeding thing. Yeah, definitely much a feeding thing. I think people's energies is really contagious, good or bad. So it's nice to be around. You know, I'm very lucky with what I do and probably with what you do as well. You get to be around really energetic, exciting, passionate, creative people, which is really cool. Okay, I'm a big foodie. So what was the food like compared to New Zealand and America? Well, I guess like your traditional American food is not healthy at all. I mean, you can buy burgers as big as your face but I will say like living in LA there's also the other end of the spectrum there like a lot of people are kind of real health nuts and I'd never even heard of kind of raw food before or you know whatever like this kind of raw food restaurants and things so the food scene in LA is is really cool and diverse and fun um but everything tastes different than New Zealand I I love the taste of everything that we have in New Zealand and it just tastes like there's more chemicals in America's food, which probably is very true. But there is there is good food there and, you know, and cool, exciting things to try. Like, I mean, if you like junk food, America's got that down. So, yeah. Do you have any funny travel stories? Oh, oh, um, funny travel stories. 
I, yeah, I, went, I lived in Edinburgh for a while and well, it's not really funny, it's actually really morbid, but we were there doing this ninja musical for the Fringe Festival and these, there was like a murder in the, in the hotel room below us. And so it wasn't really funny, but it was more chaotic, like two young girls living in Edinburgh in this hotel. And there was like this crazy murder and we were staying in like this castle type hotel. It was, it felt kind of like Dunstan Checks In, which is a, probably a movie before your time, but this kind of like hotel antics of secrets and people trying to figure things out, but it was a real murder. So <laughs> it wasn't as, funny and in jest as I'm putting it out to be, but that was pretty scandalous. I feel like I travel a lot. Like last year I did you know, close to like 37 long haul flights. So I travel a lot. So more than funny stories, I think I just have exhausting things go wrong travel stories, um, <laughs> as anyone who travels a lot will. I've ne actually never left New Zealand, so I have a, I'm very anxious about leaving New Zealand for the first time. Oh no, you'll be fine. Well, I mean, you can't now really anyway, but... No. Oh, that's so exciting. Where's your, where's your number one spot you're going to go to? Well, I was actually going to ask if you have any recommendations. Yeah, uh, so many. I love Japan is awesome. India is awesome. I like traveling to places, and usually it is for work. South Korea is awesome. Like places that are really different from home. I think with your Australias and your Americas, while, whilst they are culturally very different, I think it's cool really injecting yourself in a completely different culture and environment and figuring things out like places where English isn't the first spoken language. So you have to kind of, yeah, get lost and find your, find things. And that's really yeah. rewarding. Yeah. I have a bucket list of things I want where I want to go to, but I know I want to go to Amsterdam, America, Australia, the Pacific islands, specifically Europe and of course, Amsterdam, Norway, Sweden, England, of course. What countries have you traveled to, like in, the, in your long list? Oh, gosh. Um, okay. I've been to France. I've been to Turkey. I've been to England. I've been to Greece, um, India, uh, Australia, Fiji, Rarotonga, Japan, South Korea. Dubai, all that's coming to mind currently. Oh, put on the spot. Yeah, I think, well, yeah. So kind of those ones, yeah. What's the best cuisine out of those countries you've went to? Ooh, best cuisine, Japan, 100%. Yeah, it's amazing. You can go to like a 7-Eleven, which would be like our BP kind of situation or like a local dairy. And the food at the there is amazing. Like there's heaps of truck stops and things as well. And like they have kind of, it's, it's, in their culture like everything has to be the best of the best even if it's just like shitty petrol station food it has to be good quality so it's amazing <laughs> yeah our, the food in japan is awesome yeah what is the screen industry like here compared to america well at the moment it's open and working um <laughs> yeah, and yeah not in the same but i think outside of that something that i have noticed especially in the last few years is New Zealanders are pretty anti-hierarchy for the most part of things. We like to feel like everything's a team sport. Everyone, you know, there's, whilst there is usually in most jobs and most industries, kind of a hierarchy of power. We don't like people to exercise that, I would say, thing. But I think this idea of anti-hierarchy in the workplace where we're all a group and doing things together and everyone's working hard, um, I really like in the 
because comparatively working in the States, hierarchy and pecking order and who you can talk to about what you can talk to and the process of communication is really strict. And I think I like here that if I'm working, I can have a good yarn with an executive producer or a director or anyone as an actor. Whereas in the States, sometimes there's actually a line of communication you have to go through because of people's status and that yeah. idea of hierarchy. And probably because I am a New Zealander and a Kiwi inherently that power or um, restriction of communication because of status, I, I don't like that. Maybe Kiwis were like, oh, whether you're the boss or you're, you know, working in the kitchen or whatever you're doing, like we should all treat each other, you know, like there's no hierarchy on respect yet. It yeah. does feel in the States. But I think that's also very American. People are very proud of the position they hold and they're very aspirational and they aspire to move up those ladders. We just, as Kiwis, we go, well, even if you're moving up the ladder, you should still treat everyone the same. And so, yeah. Yeah. Okay, this is going to be really, probably really hard one, but do you have any highlights of your career in acting, presenting? Yeah, I think probably the highlight that comes to mind the most was my first really big job in America. I was filming at the Big Fox TV lot. And when I arrived, I had my own car park and it had my name on it and I parked my car. And then next to my car was a golf cart that I was allowed to use, a little Ooh. map. And so I got to hop in a golf cart and like drive around a studio lot and I drove past the Simpsons studio where they make the Simpsons and outside, on the outside of the building was this really massive Simpsons mural. And I grew up with the Simpsons. A lot of my comedy when I was younger or joy came from watching the Simpsons. And so kind of to be on that lot going to my trailer to do my job on a big kind of American production, which felt like such a pipe dream for so much of my life to drive this golf cart past the Simpsons mural, I just started crying. And it was like, but like a good cry, kind of like, oh shit, like, and you know, there's very few times because I am such a people pleaser and perfectionist and really hard on myself. I don't allow myself often in life to feel that sense of arrival when I achieve a goal, big or small. But that was kind of one of those things that it, it happened without me controlling it. And I felt emotional and really proud and really cool. And it, um, yeah, and just joyous to the point of, of crying out of feeling super stoked. It was a really cool feeling. So, yeah. Do you prefer movies or TV shows? I mean, both for different reasons. I, but I, I probably TV. I like making TV probably more than movies. I think just because you have a bit of a longer run and there's, you know, more things and more in-depth character <laughs> development and stuff. Yeah, so I'm probably more of a TV girl. And TV's awesome now. I feel like in the last 10 years, like, TV's gone from being a bit, you know, there's a few shows we talk about to being like, there's so many, like, have you seen this? Have you seen that? And so that's really cool. But I do I do love movies as well, obviously. Everyone loves movies. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think I, I would pick TV. And the TV, like you mentioned, it's probably to do with streaming and how big streaming's become because everyone's... Yeah pretty much got access to it so yeah yeah definitely and just that they're pouring more money into it and there's really different shows to kind of whatever your need is it can be met or even in saying that I feel like some of the greatest shows from hearing about them I'm like oh, I wouldn't be into that and then you go like oh my gosh I'm all about it so on to shorty now what was your experience like on on the show I loved it I was really young when I started and so I didn't I mean, obviously I had done acting outside of Shorten Street, not professionally, but I was in an acting school that I did in the weekends and was really passionate about it. 
um, I definitely look back at my time really fondly. I think there were definitely moments in my experience there that were really hard just because I was going through, like I was young and growing up on like those later years of my teens and stuff, like growing up and working on TV. And I think, yeah, my, my only kind of comment to that other than being really favorable was just that during those kind of impression, impressionable, in, impressionable years, there hadn't been a lot of people who had gone before me without like a huge amount of social media and stuff where I look back now and I feel like there are some things that I could have handled a little bit better because nothing really prepares you when you're young for kind of being approached in public and having to, you know, having people talk about you and other things that, you know, now I guess it's a little bit different with more like Instagram and stuff like that where you do have an audience that's constantly giving you feedback. But yeah, when I was young and starting out, I hadn't experienced that. And so I took a lot of stuff really personally and I was really anxious about what people thought of me and stuff. And I think that took away a little bit of the fun of the experience because I, I was having to deal with the opinions of adults on what my character was doing and felt like I needed to defend myself all the time. Do you have a best onset memory? I'm sure you have heaps. Yeah, I just had the best time. I think my best onset memories were just shooting anything with my family, with my dad, Peter Mockery, and brother, Lee Donahue. We just would giggle all day, every day, to the point sometimes we'd get in trouble and get sent off set to like let our laughter out and come back. So that's probably like my best memory. And then my worst memory was probably getting married. I, I hated getting married on telly. <laughs> just like, it felt really a little bit sacrilege, like, getting fake married in a real church and like having to go to dress fittings for a wedding dress. Like I don't feel that precious about marriage now, but when I was younger, I was like, Oh, because you have to do all the things like go and get the dress fitting. My mom was like, should I come with you? I'm like, no, like it's a fake. Wedding. I just felt like something that I had thought was going to be really special for me as an adult. I kind of did fake. through yeah, did it fake first and it felt like it was ruining it. I, I was worried that I was like, oh, I wanted this to be a really special thing for me. And yeah. That was Sophie and Karen's wedding, wasn't it? So that was a big yeah. drama filled filming. Totally. And I think, yeah, it was just, you know, I grew up, you know, went to a religious school and stuff. So I think it just, it, all of it felt weird. Like I was always taught like churches are really like holy places and you have to be very respectful. And like, here we are. We're, like, I don't know. It just, it all felt a little uncomfortable. Like yeah. I was really young. I was like, oh, this is weird to walk down the aisle to someone. Like, I know it was acting. I was just very young and it was kind of, it was quite blurred for me for some reason. Yeah. If you played any other character, who would you play and why? Chris Warner, because he's there the whole time, all the time. Absolutely. <laughs> and he gets heaps of holidays and he's just there and it's, yeah. Um, well, I guess that for that reason. But I don't know. I think it would have been cool to like play a villain. I don't know, like the Ferndale Strangler, like that Joe, Johnny Parker's storyline was really cool. And I think that storyline is cemented in Shorten Street fans' nostalgia of the show. It's such a huge storyline. Everyone was talking about it. And, you know, Shorten Street goes in waves of being really cool in the culture and then being like not so cool in the culture. And it was really cool to be part of the show during a time that everyone was watching it and invested. It was really rad. Do you, st do you like watch it now or 
sometimes yeah like if it's on I, I mean I, I love Shilton Street I love what it is and I love all the people on it and a lot of my friends are still on it and then some of my friends who I've met later in life are on it now like Ra is really awesome he's on the show at the moment I'm still good friends with Sally Mun. so yeah definitely if it's on I'll sit down and and watch it I think it is hard to like if you've been part of a show you watch it differently because yeah. you know how it's made so it's harder to sit as an audience and just receive it as you know um but yeah i i love it i think it's great and it does an amazing job and it's just i have so much more respect watching it knowing what goes into it would you have thought when you started acting you'd work with so many talented people i mean i definitely hoped i would <laughs> yeah i think i think yeah of course i definitely had hoped for that um and i'm a big dreamer i feel like i'll get to work with all the amazing talented people um but yeah there's definitely been some instances where people have really surprised me like especially being in LA I think it has sometimes this misconception that everyone there is a struggling actor and trying but whilst there is that there's also really really talented people and it's really cool to act alongside or opposite some of those people yeah have you ever been starstruck or fangirl when you went and worked with yes. I have. I interviewed um, Aaron Paul, and he was uh, in the show about smoking pee, making pee. What is it? Oh, Breaking Bad. Bad. Thank you. Oh my gosh, now my brain's going crazy. Um, and not that I've watched all of Breaking Bad, but he was in Westworld, and I got to interview him for Westworld uh, this last season for season three. And he's probably the most starstruck I've been, and I was really surprised by it. I think because he's really beautiful in really real life that I was like. <gasps> like breathtakingly beautiful and kind and oh I was just like a little giggly girl well usually I'm you know pretty confident and got my shit together and know I'm doing a job but he now I've gone all giggly again like I, I can't even remember his name what show he was on it was just like this weird chemistry of me being like lulled into dopiness of being around him he's awesome do you have a favorite project you've ever worked on I have many, but my probably my favorite to date is Golden Boy, which is on three at the moment. And just because there's so many talented people in that show, everyone's a comedian, they all improvise. Like it's, it's probably the show that I feel like I always have to step up the most. And I love that. I love when the room has a good energy and everyone's, you know, like that hierarchy thing I talked about, like everyone there, it's like the funniest joke wins and gets in and yeah. I don't know. It's just a really cool vibe. Everyone's really awesome. And I've definitely had the most fun working on that show. And because I think it's silly and it doesn't take itself too seriously. And yeah, that's by far my favorite show to work on here. And this has been the end of the ninth episode of the Board Bit of Everything podcast with me, Jess, and the lovely Kimberly Crossman. Thank you so much for coming on. And yeah. Awesome. Thank you, Jess. Love you.